Tonight, we cover the tantalizing work of feminist writer Jessica Valenti. I'm Remy Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about one Jessica Valenti. And if you spend any amount of time on social media, particularly Twitter, then that name is likely to ring a few bells. You see, Jessica is one of the many feminist writers out there, and she's quite well known. She's written on platforms like Medium, The Guardian, The New York Times, and The Washington Post. So with everything I'm going to be talking about in this video, I want you guys to remember this isn't some indie blogger I'm talking about. Not that there's anything wrong with indie bloggers, it's just that Valenti is totally mainstream. Her ideas are mainstream. I've seen Valenti's tweets going around for a while now and they've always been delicious cringe material, but this past week she came under particular fire for a tweet of hers directed toward conservative journalist and activist Laura Loomer, who was incidentally also just banned permanently from Twitter. Valenti wrote, quote, I'm sorry, Laura Loomer is 25 years old? This is like when I found out how old Stephen Miller was. There's not enough retinol in the world to save your face from being a racist a-hole. Right? But seriously, saying stuff about the way our political opponents look is definitely not nice and not where we should be aiming to be as a society, but among the things that have been said on Twitter.com, this is also for sure not the worst. Right? I mean, for sure not worth making an entire video about it at the very least. However, what is ironic about this and what people were kind of pointing out is that it just doesn't seem very feminist to, you know, go after a woman's looks, even if she is a dirty gender traitor. And going after Loomer's looks seemed especially questionable in light of Valenti's piece, Why Do Some Men Hurt Women Because They Like To? As Valenti so indignantly wrote, quote, When Donald Trump called his one-time mistress Stormy Daniels a horse face on Twitter, the latest in a long line of attacks on women he finds threatening, the reason struck me as entirely obvious. Publicly disparaging yet another woman wasn't part of a political strategy, nor was it a defensive strike. Rather, the President of the United States appears to like hurting people, and women in particular. In the rest of that article, Valenti proceeds to talk about instances where men have actually killed women, which, yes, that's that's awful, and I'm glad she's drawing attention to it. But it just, it seems like a bit of a jump from mean tweet to literal murder. And it also seems like a bit of an unclear line to draw, since, I mean, saying this woman looks old is apparently fine, but this woman looks like a horse, well, that's how murders happen. And furthermore, perhaps the concern over the comments about Loomer's looks are warranted, since as Valenti herself says in yet another piece, online sexism and racism leads to real violence. How can we dismiss Valenti's tweet since so often, like Valenti says, quote, acts of online hate get brushed off as a heated political discourse, leaving victims of harassment, usually women and people from otherwise marginalized groups, like Jewish journalists perhaps, to be canaries in the coal mine, people whose warning cries go ignored. And I know what you're thinking, whoa, Lauren, aren't you being a little bit overdramatic? I mean, what Valenti said was just some dumb, stupid tweet. There's no way it's akin to actual online harassment. But uh, not so fast. This kind of seemingly innocuous language can and does sometimes lead to violence. This is serious. As Valenti writes, quote, the truth is there's no such thing as just a tweet anymore, especially not now when the President of the United States uses social media to dog whistle his followers' ire. And anyway, there is ample evidence that violence and harassment, be it online or off, 
often go hand in hand. Perhaps Valenti is so far down the social media rabbit hole that she herself has begun to take on Trump's apparently racist and sexist views, choosing the Jewish Laura Loomer as her target to dog whistle her misogynistic anti-Semitic views. I mean, I'm not saying that I would never, I'm merely asking questions because who knows? Okay, so seriously though, me being a dick about this whole thing aside, I think I've proved my point, Valenti's bad takes extend beyond side-splitting hypocrisy. For someone who claims to be a feminist, Valenti in general just seems to have a lot of problems with women, especially if they're white and like Loom or heaven forbid, conservative. She's gone off on white women before, tweeting that quote, The truth is that white Republican women are not waiting for their minds to be changed by well-meaning feminists. They are happy to vote for Trump and to reap the benefits of white supremacy and patriarchy. And that a few things strike me about the young women at this conference. Number one, they're overwhelmingly white and unabashedly racist. And who can forget the classic don't be fooled by the mostly male white supremacists in Charlottesville. The 53% of white women who voted for Trump are there in spirit too. Ugh, some women and they're, they're just whiteness, you know? So gross. And those conservative women, well, Valenti really let them have it in her piece for the New York Times titled The Myth of Conservative Feminism. And before we get into that piece, which trust me is muy caliente, I think we need to first go into exactly what feminism is for a second. The standard dictionary definition of the word, and probably the definition you'll get if you ask like some normie or mom type feminist what feminism means is just equality for women, equal opportunity for the genders, which is great. And if that's all that feminism was, then heck, I'd be a feminist. But since we so often see these feminists viciously attacking any woman who goes against progressive values, if you're a feminist, shouldn't you be supporting these women in positions of power who are for equality of opportunity? The answer though is no, because feminism as a political movement, as an ideology, is actually not about equality for the genders. It's about pushing far-left neo-progressivism that benefits women, specifically. And in the eyes of these feminists, if you go against that, even if you're a woman, even if you are for actual equality, guess what? You can't sit with us! And that's not me just being an anti-feminist. Feminists agree with this. Third wave feminism isn't just about saying, women can do anything. No, you've got to be intersectional about things. As Valenti writes about those pesky conservatives who would dare call themselves feminists just because they, like, believe in equality, or whatever, quote, conservatives appropriating feminist rhetoric despite their abysmal record on women's rights is, in part, a product of the president's notorious sexism. Now more than ever, conservatives need to paint themselves as women friendly to rehab their image with female voters. The reason they're able to claim feminism at all is a bit more complicated, because feminists themselves, myself included, helped to enable it. Before Walmart sold feminist t-shirts and celebrities embraced the cause, we worked to make feminism more accessible. We wanted to reach the young woman who said they weren't really feminists, but who believed they should be able to make the same amount of money as men or be able to attend a campus party without fear of being assaulted. The hope was to make the term less scary to those who believed in feminist values but avoided the feminist label. So basically Valenti admits that modern feminism as a movement wasn't really ever about just equality, like the ability to earn the same amount as men for the same work, which we can as women already do, but they let people think that to become more popular and accessible. But now that feminists have institutional power, well, they're closing ranks and purging the ideologically impure and uncommitted. Definitely a totally normal thing to do in talk about, don't see anything wrong with it, please continue. Quote, you cannot be a feminist 
Congress and support an immigration policy of taking children away from undocumented immigrant mothers. You cannot be a feminist and go along with the White House's newly announced domestic gag rule, a mandate that would withhold funding from any healthcare center that helps patients find abortion services. Amassing professional power at the expense of other women isn't feminism, it's self-interest. Equality of opportunity between the genders says nothing about having to help out other women. I mean, are we talking about equality or some sort of special privilege club? And it definitely says nothing about having to support open border policies and not enforcing immigration laws, especially when those laws dictate that children cannot be held in adult detention centers, which makes sense to me, but whatever. And equality of opportunity between the genders you know what, it, it actually does, I think, tie into abortion. I don't believe in sex-selective abortion, but do feminists? Because, I mean, if fetuses aren't people, and it should always be a woman's choice whether she carries her pregnancy to term, then there's really nothing negative you can say about sex-selective abortion, you know? But these types of conversations aren't really ones that feminists like Valenti want to have because, again, it's not even about equality. It's about pushing a far-left agenda. So that's how Valenti feels about white conservative women, kind of prickly. But maybe she's a bit more welcoming toward men, huh? You guys already know. Cue the piece titled, There is no war on men, but maybe there should be. Personally, considering the whole greater strength thing or demographics of the military thing or just all the men in my life whom I love and cherish thing, I kind of don't think there should be a war on men. They'd probably win super easily. But anyways, she begins with, quote, conservatives are awfully worried about the war on men. To hear them tell it, there's an angry mob of feminists eager to ruin men's lives for the sole reason of in fact, they never quite say. But the boys of America should watch out. Parents should arm their prodigal sons with body cameras and consent forms. Their livelihoods depend on it. Here's the sad truth. If feminists were actually waging a war on the men who do very bad things, the facts suggest we'd be losing miserably. Men accused of sexual wrongdoing reside in both the White House and the highest court of the land. So in the first two paragraphs, she goes from talking about a war on men to a war on men who do bad things. That's a very significant reframing of the idea, but it certainly is a lot less problematic of an idea than just all-out war against against the men, right? Even those who don't do bad things. How, how moderate of her. But the only problem is that when Jessica Valenti talks about a potential war against men who do bad things, she actually means men, comma, who do bad things, as in men do bad things bit of a syntax error on her part. You see, as the article progresses, Valenti makes it pretty clear that she's not just referring to men who are actually predatory. No, no, the crimes of these men are ideological. Heresy against the church of almighty progressivism. Yeah, as it turns out, the men who do bad things are, to no one's surprise, conservative straight white men. As she writes, quote, conservative men know that their safety, their personal lives, and their livelihoods aren't in danger, not really, but their power is. And in the paragraph immediately following, quote, that's why so many powerful white conservative men are now adopting the language of victimization, fueling the backlash against feminist progress. Lindsey Graham said, I'm a single white male from South Carolina, and I'm told that I should just shut up. Those damn white men, they have no right to comment on any issue involving women. Let's just, let's just wage war against them, but also super hate it when they play the victim. Incidentally, it seems like a lot of the rage Valenti has against men is based off her assumption in the article that, quote, rapists rarely 
go to jail, something she also mentioned in another piece of hers I read. Now, that idea seemed suspicious to me, kinda like not a real thing, so I checked the link she gave, and it links to a page from Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. According to them, only 230 out of every 1,000 rapes are reported to the police. Where they, or anyone else for that matter, could possibly come up with those numbers, I'm not sure, perhaps super crime estimating powers, but it's likely from a survey that asked a sample of women how many of them had been raped and then how many of them had reported those rapes to the police. But in terms of this data, there's a difference between saying a thousand rapes occurred and that there are a thousand rapists out there, something which that little chart seems to confuse. And Now, I'm not saying it's because women are on average worse at interpreting statistical data, but that infographic was probably designed by a woman. Rapists and any sexual predators tend to be repeat offenders, so of a large pool of rapes that may have sadly and tragically happened, they likely would have been committed by a small pool of animals who should be castrated. But anyway, of those 230 rapes that are reported, only 4.6 people will end up going to jail, apparently. Now, the horrible conflation of the number of crimes that supposedly we estimate happen with the number of criminals there are out there aside, due process is a thing. But sadly, this mess of a statistic seems to literally be operating under the believe all women mantra, where anytime a woman says she was assaulted, it means a rape happened. If you ask me, bad data is no reason to want to wage a hypothetical war against an entire gender, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. In any case, that's it for the tale of Jessica Valenti. Quite the trip, no? Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.